If we're going to obey the teaching of Jesus, we have to obey the teaching of the whole Bible. Lord Jesus, give us ears to hear your word and hearts to obey for your glory. Amen. Please take a seat. And as we continue our new series on following Christ this evening, please turn to Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, on page 972 of the Church Bibles. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, on page 972. What does it mean to follow Jesus Christ? Well, in this series, we're using as a framework our JPC mission statement, Godly Living, Church Growth, and Changing Britain. And you've got a diagram of it in your service papers. If we're living godly lives, there'll be two things we're doing, trusting in Christ and obeying the Word. Last week, we looked at trusting in Christ. This evening, our theme is obeying the Word. If we're going to play our part in the growth of the church, then we'll be telling the world and serving the church. And to change Britain, we'll need to be caring for needs and contending for truth. And those six aspects of discipleship are interdependent. So if we're not living godly lives, i.e. trusting in Christ and obeying the word, then that will have an impact on church growth and on changing the nation. When American troops captured the island of Okinawa towards the end of World War II, they found it in a state of moral and social collapse. As they gradually advanced through the island, they came to the village of Shimbakuku. There they were greeted by two men, one of them carrying a Bible. The GIs suspected a trap and entered the village cautiously. But to their amazement, they found the whole village a model of order and hygiene, in total contrast to the squalor and chaos which reigned everywhere else. One of the old men who had welcomed them explained the reason to them. Some 30 years earlier, an American missionary had stopped off in Shimbakuku on his way to the Japanese mainland. He didn't stay very long, and just two people became Christians, the now two old men. He taught them some hymns and prayers and left them a Japanese translation of the Bible, urging them to model their lives on it. The two men had no other Christian teaching or fellowship, but by basing their lives on what they read in the Bible, they helped to transform their community. When the American soldiers arrived, they found no jail, no brothel, no drunkenness, and no divorce. Shimbakuku was an oasis of love and purity in a swamp of degradation and despair. The war correspondent who first brought that story to light quoted his dumbfounded driver. So this is what comes out of only a Bible and a couple of old men who want to live like Jesus. Maybe we're using the wrong kind of weapons to change the world. 
So firstly, build your life on obedience to the word of Christ. Look at Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 to 27. Jesus has just been teaching his disciples what we know as the Sermon on the Mount. And he's just said, verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now, some of you might be thinking, mm, Is Jesus saying we're saved by our good deeds? No. Why not? Because it's the Father's will that we find salvation by grace through faith. That is by trusting in Jesus. We can't earn our way to heaven. The message of the Bible is that there won't be any good people in heaven. Only forgiven people. Only those who have been rescued by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. No one is good but God alone says Jesus in Mark chapter 10. But that faith in Christ is itself a Holy Spirit-inspired act of obedience. We trust Christ because God calls us to do that. Then Jesus continues, verses 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell with a great crash. What was the difference between the house the wise man built and the house the foolish man built? Well, the difference between the two was the foundation on which they'd been built. The wise man built his house on the rock. The foolish man built his house on sand. Now, often the assumption is made that the rock represents Christ and the sand represents anything other than Christ. But is that what Jesus specifically states here? The man who built his house on the rock was the man who hears these words of mine, in other words, the, the words of Christ, and puts them into practice. The foolish man who built his house on sand was the man who hears these words of mine, of Christ, and does not put them into practice. The rock is obedience to the word of Christ. And the sand is disobedience to the word of Christ. What foundation are you building on? Are you being wise or foolish? The government of this country seems to be determined to be foolish and build this nation on a foundation of sand on disobedience to Jesus' words. But what about you? Perhaps you've arrived in Newcastle and you've been building your life so far on anything but the rock, on everything but obedience to the word of Christ. 
But you're already realizing that building on sand will lead to disaster. Well, tonight, why not repent? Which means to change your mind and go God's way instead. And believe the good news of forgiveness and new life through faith in Jesus Christ. And put your trust in him. The blessings of doing so and, the, and of obedience to the word of Christ are made clear at the start of this Sermon on the Mount in the Beatitudes. Back in Matthew chapter 5 and verses 1 to 12. You see, solid foundations are important for building. And yet too many of us try to build our lives without a solid foundation. When the rains came down and the streams rose recently in the Newcastle floods, this is what sadly happened to Spencer Court in Newburn. Its foundations were exposed in every way and the building is now shortly to be demolished. It will fall with a great crash. And Jesus says that the foundation our lives need, if we're not going to be vulnerable to falling with a great crash, both in this life and for all eternity, so this is very serious, is hearing and putting into practice his teaching. Not just hearing it. We have to put it into practice as well. James, in the first chapter of his letter, in verse 22, puts it like this. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And then in chapter 2, verse 26, he says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. For I hear some of you say, can we obey God's word? Can we do what it says? Well, that's my second heading. Can we obey God's word? Can we do what it says? Well, Jesus says yes, if we love him. If we love him, we will obey his commands, even though we won't do so absolutely perfectly this side of heaven. As we trust in him and depend on him and by the power of his Holy Spirit. Turn to John chapter 14, which is on page 1082 of the Bibles. John chapter 14, page 1082 of the Bibles. In verse 1 of John 14, Jesus says this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. 